Hey, y'all, it's me, your favorite friend and host, Kiana, and you are listening to Chats with Friends, the show where we talk about all things life, love, relationships, healing, all of the things. And thank you so much for stopping by. How the heck have you been? How have I been, you ask? Y'all, we have so much to talk about. So grab your drink of choice and a snack so we can chat. And just like that, just like I never left, we're back. Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Chats with Friends, the show where we have the candid conversations, you know, just like the ones you have with your friends about all the things, life, love, relationship, and anything else we want to chop it up about. I am your host and your favorite friend, Kiana. And because some of us are meeting for the first time, let's get to know each other a little bit better. And I like to do that with an icebreaker question. Today, I'm going to pull from this deck of the and cards. And today I'm pulling from the friends edition. I'm going to read and answer the question. And I want y'all to answer the question by responding to the Q&A. But before we do that, you know, the most important thing that we do down here to the chats with friends is chop it up about what we drinking and snack it on because all conversations are better when we eating and when we drinking, right? So what is your drink of choice and your snack of choice as you are listening and tuning in to chats with friends? Me, I made myself this super yummy mocktail. I don't have a name for it. I went down to the TikTok and searched for mocktails and bam, there was hella content creators whipping up some yummy, yummy deliciousness, but those was a little bit too fancy for me in this moment. So I looked in my refrigerator and whipped up this Kiana-esque mocktail uh, using some Fresca, uh, this berry sangria flavor crystal light drops, this flavor that I just Uh, came to know is bomb.com. I added in a little, this other new thing that I found, uh, this zero calorie liquid sweetener. It's called Aluslos. I'm sure. I'm absolutely positive. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Anyway, it's a zero calorie sweetener, just like a quarter of a teaspoon, if that much of that some fresh mint, a slice of lemon and a slice of lime and Bam! I am slurping it down with a glass straw because I am bourgeois like that. Uh, glass straws, compliments of Amazon.com. That is a whole nother story about my love, hate relationship with the one and only Amazon.com. But anyway, these glass straws and this mocktail, It is so good. It is so yummy. It's really refreshing and it's a little bit sweet. It's probably a little bit too sweet for me. I probably won't use the zero calorie sweetener next time, but it is delicioso. And I'm snacking on these jalapeno poppers, which are one of the foods from my health, this health journey, this health program that I'm on. And they are pretty tasty. I'm not going to chomp on them while I am talking because that's rude, but um, they are pretty yummy. They're right here and jalapeno cheddar poppers. Um, Pretty tasty little snack. So 
anyway, that's what I'm eating and drinking on. And so, of course, I want to hear from y'all. I want to know what you all are eating and drinking down to the Internet and down to the chats with friends as you're listening to this episode. So holla at your girl and let me know what you are drinking and snacking on. Now that we got that out the way, let's start with our icebreaker question um, that I pulled. I pulled it a little bit earlier because, you know, I got to be prepared. Um, And the question says, what are the five things you love most about me? Now, we're going to change that up a little bit because this is me talking to me, talking to you. So we're going to change the question up just a tad bit. And the question I'm going to read or that I'm going to answer is, what are the five things I love most about me? Funny you should ask the and, friends edition, conversation cards. Funny you should ask. Uh, Because a couple months ago, I was taking a bath. (laughs) Um, One of my favorite things to do on Sunday nights. Uh, So those of you who aren't hip to taking baths, remember when we was little and we used to hate baths? (laughs) At least I did. Hey, taking that bath once a week on Sunday nights. It is like the thing I look most forward to um, on Sunday nights. And then, oh yeah, also down to the Amazon. If you haven't treated yourself to a towel warmer, man, listen, listen to me when I tell you, do yourself a favor and run you a bath, a bubble bath, but you, you got to take a shower first. So that's how this works. You, you don't take the bath to actually like clean yourself. You take a shower first to clean yourself, like wash up and make sure that you're clean. And then the bath is to luxuriate. It is to drink your beverage of choice. Mine um, has been tea. I got this tea from the African-American Museum when I was in D.C. a couple weeks ago. And I'll tell you a little bit about that a little bit later. But I had some tea and a little, little slice of lemon in my tea. And my candles lit, lights completely off. Um, and took, and I take baths every single Sunday, uh, pretty much religiously. Uh, it has to be an act of God is the reason why I don't take my baths on Sundays. But anyway, that was the long way of saying that one of these, uh, one of my bath times, I like was just talking into my voice notes and uh, somewhat of a love letter to myself. And I just started to reflect on the things about me that I love. And at some point, I'm going to share those love notes to you all in some way, shape or form, some format. I haven't quite figured out yet, but I did. I did this. I like spoke into the voice notes and just began to just shower myself. Um, you know, some would say maybe with like a word bath of sorts um, of just all the things that I could think of in the moment that I loved about myself. And there was many things that I loved about myself. Um, so I've kind of already answered this question. So it was interesting that this is the one that I pulled and I did pull it randomly. So um, the question that I pulled uh, again, what are the five things I love most about me? And I will first say I love my skin. Um, I do. I love my skin and it took me a minute to, it took me a little bit to love my skin. Um, the color of my skin, the texture of my skin, um, it's smooth, it's buttery, it's soft, it's melanated, it's dark, it's chocolatey. And, um, for a long time I had a, I had a problem, I will say, 
um, I don't know if problems the right word, but I was challenged um, in loving my dark chocolate skin and mostly because so many folks used to make such a big deal about it that made it seem like it was odd or it was weird or it was abnormal. Like they'd be like, oh my God, your skin is so nice. It's so dark and chocolatey. Like it was just like, like I was some sort of like from Mars or something. Like my skin was abnormal and the way people would like talk about it was as if it was like weird. (laughs) And so it just kind of made me uncomfortable. So it took me a while. I was into my adulthood Uh, that I really began to embrace and love my skin the way that um, I love it and that has evolved over time. And then, of course, back in the, what, 80s, light skin was in. Light skin, good hair, and green eyes. And so wasn't nobody checking for the dark-skinned girls. (laughs) Nobody was checking for us. (laughs) Everybody wanted those light-skinned, green-eyed, pretty girls and so um yeah I just I was I I didn't love the skin that I was in for a minute and but child let me tell you the blacker the berry the sweeter the juice and I just at any moment I'm trying to get darker and I'm trying to get my hair bigger and um yeah that that's my mission in life is to just be even more chocolatey and delicious so one of the five things I love most about myself is my skin. I love the fact that I have dimples. I really do. I do love having dimples. I love that I, when I smile um, that I have dimples. And I love the fact that like my left dimple is a lot deeper than my right one. The right one kind of takes me a little bit more effort or doesn't always show up, but the left one does. Um, and so I do. I like I like having dimples. Um And we'll talk a little bit more about my smile a little bit later as well. The things I've done to air quotes, fix my smile. Um, But yeah, I love my dimples and I love my hair. I do love my hair. Um, It is uh, naturally curly now. I've spent, I spent decades of my life with it being chemically processed with jerry curls back in the day. Um, I used to get it pressed, obviously, um, back when I was a little girl, my grandmother used to have me in that kitchen pressing my hair. I used to get Jerry curls. So I would sit, uh, sit in Verna Beaver's chair all day on Saturday for 12 hours, getting my hair chemically processed into a curl. And then I came out of that and began to get relaxers. Um, and so my hair was straight. Uh, I relaxed it straight. Um, mostly because, you know, that was the thing. Everyone wanted to have hair that blew in the wind and, you know, that just swung when you moved your hair. And so for years, I relaxed my hair. It was probably 10, probably more than 10 years ago. Um, maybe 12, I can't remember. Somewhere around 10 or 12 years ago, my stylist at the time said to me, uh, Kiana, what I'm not going to do is do any more relaxers on your hair. So if you are interested in a relaxer, then you need to find a new stylist. Literally, that's what she told me. And I loved how she did my hair. I love how she took care of my hair, always looked healthy. And I said, well, if you say I don't need a relaxer anymore, then then I'm just not going to have a relaxer anymore. And so that was the journey to me going naturally uh, curly. And I am so glad that she gave me that ultimatum because I love my curls. Now they are wild and they are, um, they do their own thing and I can't have any two days that are the same. Like when I can 
get my hair into like the perfect curl and the perfect style. And I'm like, oh my God, my hair is banging. Let me try to do that again tomorrow. My hair is like, yeah, that was a, was a one, we're one and done. It's a one-time thing only. So that's the one of the pluses and minuses of having naturally curly hair is like trying to recreate that style again the next day is nearly impossible. It kind of has a mind of its own and does its own thing, which I actually like. And um, my hair has grown. It's so healthy. And um, I love my curls. I actually absolutely love my curls. Um, one thing, another thing, so that was three, four is I love my personality. I, I really do. I love the fact that I am outgoing. I love the fact that I'm an extrovert. I love the fact that I love people and I love to engage and I love to laugh and have fun and just, and just, um, you know, connect with other humans. Um, I love, I love my personality. That's one thing that I really, really do love about um, myself. And then lastly, I will say that I love my thighs. <laughs> Albeit they rub together. Um, I do. There's something about these thick thighs. They save lives and they save your phone from dropping on the ground and in the toilet. And all <laughs> My thick thighs have saved lots and lots of phones. Um, so I do. I am coming into and embracing more of my body and parts of my body. But even if I didn't lose another um, uh, pound of, you know, weight with respect to my thighs, I'm good with my thighs. I'm good with having a big butt. I love having a big butt. Um, I just want my waist to shrink and then my butt to be like, bad ow. Yeah, like I'm I'm so good with my butt and my thighs. Um, anywho, uh, so the question in the Q&A that I want you all to answer is, what are the five things you love most about yourself? So make sure you share with all the friends on Chats with Friends so we can learn a little bit more about you um, by answering that question. That's how we get to know each other is by asking a whole bunch of questions. So it's been a couple of weeks since we last chatted. So I wanted to check in with you to see what you all are up to and let you know what I've been up to the last couple of weeks. Um, so let me know in the comment section on the chats with friends social media handle and let me know what you all have been up to for the last couple of weeks um, I recently just came back from Washington DC for a work related trip um, but the highlight of the trip was that I was able to attend the Smithsonian African American Museum I'd been wanting to go there for quite some time and I'm so grateful and um just happy that I got the opportunity to go that I was able to get some tickets and actually go to the museum um, it was pretty phenomenal um, I don't know if you've ever if you've talked to anyone that's been or if you've been yourself just to give you a little bit of lay of the land um, the tickets are free um, you have to register you have to like request one and then get the ticket so um, you get in, it's a beautiful, beautiful building um, from the outside as well. <clears throat> There's a beautiful gift shop that has all sorts of, all things black. 
um, all things black. And it just, that just brings me so much joy to see such, such black excellence in so many different ways from cookbooks to clothing to tea. I bought some tea, um, like loose leaf tea, um, authors, of course, you know, a, a wide array of authors, black authors, you know, telling stories about all the things, um, keychains, all sorts of memorabilia, um, just such a breath of merchandise from black creators uh, just was just make, made me smile to walk through there and just be like, yeah, this is the... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we did that. So that was amazing. Um, and then you, you know, enter into the actual museum and it starts, you know, you can start wherever, but the recommendation is, is that you start at the bottom and then venture your way to the top. And so it goes in chronological order, starting with slavery. So the bottom starts with slavery and, um, and then it just, you know, as you travel through it, you travel through time. And I will just say that it was the, the, it was heavy. I will just say that it was heavy. It was emotional. And as many sort of slave movies that I've seen or stories that I've read or information um, that I've, you know, partaken of, I seem to always just learn just a little bit more about, about slavery and the experience of my ancestors which is heavy and um there was actual like the shackles and things that you know actual pieces of that time that they were able to display um there which was just surreal to to see and to witness and they had audio visual a narration of stories and uh it was just it was pretty breathtaking. It was pretty heavy. I also felt a sense of like pride as I walked through and continued through the actual museum. Pride at the strength and resilience of my people. Although I, I really do, um, I really do want to sort of, I don't know what the word is, like disband or dismantle the word strength and resilience. Like, God damn it, I'm tired of being strong and resilient. And I think there's something to be said. I think people think that, oh, black people are strong and resilient. They can just, they can take it, right? They can take more and you can put more on them because they're so strong and they're so resilient. God damn it, I'm tired of being strong and resilient. So no, actually, no, right? So it's just this dance of like being proud of what we were able to overcome and what we're still overcoming even in 2023, um, from whence we've come, it, it, there's a sense of pride and the sense of pride in the um, resistance that came up through the years of people that were, were like, God damn it, no, actually no, <laughs> you know, and fighting back and forging new ways and new opportunities um, for those that came behind them, oftentimes giving up their own lives for others to have a different experience. So um, it was pretty amazing. Um, and it's interesting because even in, so you start at the bottom, as I said, um, and it's dark and the mood is pretty somber down there. The The environment like sort of goes with the, the theme, right? And then you'll notice as you begin to travel up that it gets brighter and the music is like, it's just a different energy. 
around it as you sort of turn the corner on these monumental times in history. But I say all that to say that if and when you have the opportunity to visit the museum, do go. Do go to the museum. It is it is an amazing experience. Um, probably takes a couple of hours. I mean, like I went by myself because I wanted to be able to just take it in at the pace that I want to take it in. And I wanted to read however long it took me to read whatever I wanted to take that time. And I didn't want to be rushed and I didn't want a bunch of people like talking to me and asking me questions or, you know, like, ooh, or saying, you know, just I didn't want to engage. I wanted to just really take in the experience. So I'm really glad that I went by myself. I'm glad that I went by myself and I was able to experience it by myself and take it all in by myself. Uh, they have an amazing restaurant there with all of the, you know, all things black um, meals there and foods there that I didn't take advantage of um, because I am staying committed and true to my health journey right now. And it did not stand for pecan pie and uh, candy yams at this moment. So I walked through the restaurant and just kind of took a few whiffs of the yumminess that they were serving up and then turned around and left. Um but uh, next time, <laughs> um, I will be able to partake of some of the yummy goodness that was there. But it was just, it was awesome. It was, it was awesome. Of course, you know, there was Barack and um, Michelle and of course, Oprah and, you know, folks in hip hop that have changed the game as far as hip hop is concerned um, and the culture with respect to music and fashion and, you know, because uh, black folks did all that. So, um, it was amazing. So I encourage you all to visit that if you have the opportunity to visit it. So yeah, did that, went home. Um, and like a couple days after I got back, I went to an opera here in Chicago, an all black opera. I don't know if you have ever been to or heard of an all black opera, but it was I'd never seen any such thing before in my life. Um, but the uh, scene was uh, centered at a barber shop. Sort of the tensions between two brothers and it was a love story was weaved in there. But even before we get to the actual opera, <laughs> now this is Black History Month still, <laughs> still February, right? And I got a little mixed up. I went to the wrong venue um, at first, so I got to the uh, production late. Um, and if you go to any sort of these theater productions, um, depending on where you're sitting at, and I tend to treat myself to really good seats when I go to these types of events. So if you're not there when the curtain calls, you have to wait until there's a section or a break where they can actually seat you so you don't disrupt the actual um, production of the of the play or whatever it is so I had to wait which I was already irritated about um anyway once I got a break and the usher you know tells me where to go see sit I you know she tells me where and, and I'm a 102 is my seat and so I sit down and to my left is an older black couple to my right is um an older white woman she looked like she I'm guessing here but she looked like she was in her 70s maybe late 70s so I go to my seat and I sit down and she go, the, the white lady the older white lady to my right says that's my friend's seat you're sitting in the wrong seat that's my friend she's not here yet but that's my friend's seat 
And I said, well, ma'am, this is where the usher sat me. And she goes, well, you're not sitting in the right seat because that's my friend's seat and she's going to be here and you're sitting in the wrong seat. Now, my mama told me, you know, to be kind to old people, respect your elders and be kind to older people. So I just turned my head and I said, well, this is where the usher sat me. And I, I knew that I was in the right seat because I knew the section and I knew <laughs> what the seat number said. And so I go on and I just watch the, the production and at, at halftime, the, the elderly lady gets up and leaves and like she's like all disgruntled the whole time. Like you can hear her huffing and puffing and breathing hard. She is so mad that I'm sitting there. She is just so mad that I'm sitting in her friend's seat. And so at, at, at intermission, she gets up and she walks away. And so she had made such a, a scuffle about it that when she got up, everyone around me was like, what was she talking about? Like, what was she mad about? And I said, well, she's trying to claim that I was in the right, I was in the wrong seat. And, and oh, this is what I forgot to say. She, the, the older white lady was like, because this is C101 or something like that. And now I knew that I was in section A. And so I tell the you know neighbors around me and I'm like, she's trying to tell me that I'm in the wrong seat, that that was her friend's seat. Now this is Black History Month, so I'm not gonna act up. <laughs> but lady is this is Karen Karen this is Black History Month I'm gonna need you to relax but anyway so the late they were like I was like she was trying to tell me that I was in the wrong seat and that I was sitting in her friend's seat and they just were kind of shaking their head and I was they were like well what seat did she think she was in and I was like she says she's she she's in C101 and they were like yeah she's in the wrong seat and I was like yeah I I, I knew that but I wasn't getting ready to argue with her but the fact that it just never occurred to Karen that maybe she was wrong, that maybe she might be in the wrong seat. It just, there, it never dawned on Karen that I was actually in the right seat and that she was actually in the wrong seat. Um, so that was my Black History Month um, experience down to the all black opera, down to the Harris Theater, down to the Chicago. And the uh, production was, it was the world premiere of the fact factonium anyway it was um it was a pretty amazing uh, um production and and show and I'm really glad that I got to go so that was that's what I've been up to for the last uh couple of weeks since I since we last chatted and later this week or on the 22nd is my anniversary of being in Chicago five flipping I have been here five years on February 22nd. Five years ago, I arrived here at Midway Airport with my suitcases and my 13 boxes in tow on the Amtrak uh, to arrive a few days later to start my life over in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, some of you that, you know, that know me obviously know my story of like sort of my reasonings behind why I moved to Chicago. I will say that these last five years, I, I feel like I have grown in ways and thrived in ways that I don't know if I would have done this, thrived in this way or grown in this way in Seattle. Um, but I'm so glad that I took the leap and I'm so glad that I bet on myself and I'm so glad I followed my bliss and I'm so glad I went against everything that people were saying or thinking about me moving to Chicago 
and what Chicago was and how much crime was here and why are you moving to Chicago? It's so cold in the winter. And, and I'm so glad that I didn't listen to that and let that stop me from actually taking the leap and actually doing it. And um, in five years, I, you know, I was, I was talk, actually talking to a coworker while I was in DC and she asked me like, you know, something along the lines of, do I still like Chicago or something along those lines? And I was like, yeah, I love it. I feel like I've grown up here, growing up, uh, growing up Chicago. <laughs> that, that's, that might be, that might be a book. Anyway, growing up Chicago, right? I feel like. I have grown up and found myself in these last five years in a way that I feel like I needed to step away from my family, from my friends, from everything that was that I knew, everything that was comfortable in order to find myself um, here alone, only knowing a, a small handful of people. And for most of the time, it's been me and God, right? And most, a lot of this time that I've been here has been a whole pandemic and so it's just been a lot in these five years, but I will say that I feel like I grew up here and I learned and found myself here and learned some self, some things about myself in these last five years that I'm so glad that I, that I got away, stepped away from the noise, stepped away from the distractions to actually connect with myself and learn myself and learn to love myself and accept myself in ways that I don't know that I would have done if I would have stayed in Seattle. So happy Chicago anniversary to me. Happy five years. And I don't know what the next five years are going to bring. I don't know if I'm going to stay in Chicago. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I can't say at 51 years old, I want to pick up my life and move anywhere else and start over again. I can't say that I want to do that, but I'm, I'm, I'm open to what's possible, what, what doors might open and, and exist and create themselves for me. So I will say that one of the things that I've, I think I talked about this last in the last episode was that I've learned about myself as around how much I love theater and, you know, the arts and culture and literally two blocks away, there's a black owned art gallery that actually is owned by some friends of shout out to Jeffrey Taylor of State Farm in Seattle. Um, who told me you gotta look my friends up, Andre and his wife, in in Chicago when you get there. And I was had the pleasure of meeting them this past summer. Uh, their gallery is really close to my house. Um, amazing art is there, and I, you know that sort of thing. Like on a on a Thursday night, I remember being uh, walking down the street over in Hyde Park. Walking down the street, I was going to chant chant is this Asian inspired um, restaurant that I really really like and it was a Thursday actually because I remember um, I happened the across from the chant is a is a black owned store called the silver room and I walk into the silver room because I hear or I see like a bunch of people in there or whatever and and they're having a whole spoken word sort of like Thing where people can just put their name on a list or drop their name in a bucket or something and they can get up there and spit or rhyme or you know read poetry or sing or whatever just this whole open mic random Thursday there's open mic and that's the kind of thing that 
on any given day in Chicago, Illinois, there is something like that or some some form of arts or theater or expression that's happening here. There's so much to do here outside of going to the club. No knock to going to the club because I like to drop it like it's lukewarm every now and then, every like year and a half. <laughs> but um, I am really loving the fact that there's so much arts and culture here that I just could not even dream of um, being exposed to in Seattle just by way of the demographics that are in that city. Hometown, I love Seattle. It will always be home, but it's just really nice to see my people doing amazing, great things here um, and just having being exposed to different forms of arts and expression here than I have ever been able to experience before. So happy Chicago anniversary to me. Um, so I'm super happy. I'm super happy about that. Um, part of my growing and learning journey, healing journey that I've been on for the last couple of years has been around like, you know, understanding myself, loving myself, getting to know myself that much better. And part of that um, was this bourgeois uh, photo shoot. That was one of the probably most important things that I've done in the last five years. Um, there's been some important things that I've done, i.e. moving here. Um, but it was so important and so significant in that it was from what I can remember probably the first time. It was so, I was so, I felt so empowered and I felt so, oh, I felt so connected to myself. It was the first time that I can remember that I actually appreciated myself and loved myself un-a-fucking-apologetically. I mean, like, I can't ever remember a time ever feeling like that. And so I'll just back up and walk you through how I got to this particular photo shoot. A friend of mine here in Chicago, she did a photo shoot with this photographer. And he's a traveling cinema, cine, cine, cinematographer, because I kept calling up for talk, him a photographer. And he was like, uh, actually, I'm a, a cinematographer. <laughs> so she had done a shoot with him and she had shown me some of her photos. And I was like, wow, you know, I, I would love to get that for myself for my birthday. And so for my birthday, my birthday present to myself uh, this past December was booking this photo shoot. When I tell you all of the nerves and all of the things that came up or bubbled up for me around this photo shoot, they all surfaced, right? I booked my appointment with him. We ironed out all the details, you know, sends me the invoice, I pay all, you know, all of those things, right? And then, so from that point, once it's like confirmed, <laughs> like this shit is like really going down, I'm like, okay, so I start texting. Now, I've never met this gentleman before, ever, before in my life, right? I've never met him. I've never seen him. So I just take my friends, my girlfriend's word for it. She's known him. She's known him for years. So I'm texting him, and we're going back and forth via text about the, the day, you know, leading up to all the things. And I am just, like, filled with questions. <laughs> I have all these fucking questions about, like, well, what color? <laughs> looking back on it is kind of funny but I was so in my goddamn head about it right what color do I wear <laughs> like I just was so I was so nervous I just kept saying I'm so nervous and the way that he created space 
I have never met this man. Now, keep in mind, I've never met this man. And we're only, we're only communicating via text. And so he created a space of such ease and um, flow and safety for me, not ever having laid eyes on him or even talked to his voice or heard his voice or anything before. And I just remember him saying, you deserve this. You deserve this. You'll be fine. Wear the color that you want to wear. Wear what color makes you feel beautiful. Wear what makes you, you know, like he wasn't like buying into like me spinning out of control in all of my questions about all of the things, right? So I booked the session. I booked um, hair and makeup because I wanted to have the whole experience. I didn't want to have to worry about anything. I wanted to treat myself to this whole experience, right? Leading up to the, like, he didn't tell me the location or anything before until like the week before, right? So I'm on pins and needles as to like where this is actually going to be, right? Uh, but I just was like, trust the process, Kiana, just trust the process. And so, you know, he sends me the address. He's like, I'll send you the address like a couple days or whatever before, you know, the, the actual shoot date. And so he sends me the address. Of course, I Google it to figure out how far away it is. Make sure that Goldie is down to the uh, daycare so that I don't have to worry. And I wanted to like be, I wanted it to be easy. I wanted it to flow. I wanted to not have to worry about any of anything right other than just showing up for this particular photo shoot so I get there I'm you know I meet him it's at this Airbnb and it's so cute it's just like this super cute little quaint Airbnb out in Rogers Park um, on the north end of town uh, a little bit away from me but you know we sit down um the hair and makeup lady's not there yet. So he and I are just sitting there chopping it up. He kind of tells me his story, his evolution of how he got into photography, how he, you know, um, his work now, his body of work now, and um, all of those things. Um, prior to that, I had looked online and looked at a little bit of his work in addition to the work that he did with my friend. But I'm looking at other sort of photographers that do bourgeois photo shoots and I'm like making sure, like, do I have the right lingerie or does it fit good? You know, I ordered so much. <laughs> thank god these places have a return programs but um I ordered all these different things you know making sure that I got the, the right outfit and I could do two outfit changes right so the way they're chatting it up the hair and makeup lady comes um my hair is actually already done and she's like your hair actually is fine um but the photographer was like for the second look I want you to pin it up she did my makeup and she asked me like, what did I want my makeup to look? And I was like, I feel prettiest with red lip. Um, I want something kind of sultry and smoky eyed. And when she actually is a makeup artist for lots of movies and shows here in Chicago, she works on set. And I just was like, you're the expert. I'm just going to trust that you do this for a living and you know how to do makeup. So other than a red lip, I do your thing, right? Even for the hair, like he says he wants it pinned up, whatever you, you know, I really was like surrendering to the process. She's like, okay, go put your outfit on. And um, my first little outfit is like this lace bodysuit. And when I tell you, I looked at myself in the mirror and I felt so pretty. I remember just smiling and I remember saying to her, I feel so pretty. I mean, I feel like I'm a pretty girl. Like I feel like I'm a pretty woman. 
but like to be in lingerie and feel pretty and I just you know I don't I didn't even know how to the words to put to it but I felt so pretty and I remember smiling and I remember the photographer this is something he had been saying throughout the time that we had been texting and that was to breathe just remember to breathe and he had sent me some songs throughout the, the coming weeks to kind of get a feel for the music that I liked and the vibe that I wanted, you know, the, the energy that he wanted to create, sort of the space that we were going to be in. I was like, you know, vibing with all the music that he sent. We go into the space where he's photographing me and he's like, just breathe and just move, just breathe and move, just breathe and move how you want to move, right? There was no sort of real sort of direction to it um for the most part there was a couple times where he was like okay sit here you know etc or put your head this way or whatever but for the most part it was just like breathe and be just breathe and be it was so fucking amazing I will tell you that I almost forgot that he was in the room like that's how safe of a space that he created for me that's how connected I was to me was that I totally moments forgot that he was in the room the, the hair and makeup woman was there she wasn't actually in the room where he was photographing but she was in the house right so none of that mattered I didn't think about any of that during this I just remember being so connected to myself most of the time my eyes were closed and I could, I was just listening to the music. There was times where I was like snapping my fingers and smiling and dancing and swaying to the music and just being and flowing with my own self. It was magical. It was absolutely magical. And I touched on my body and loved on my body and hugged myself and kissed myself. Like, I've never, ever done that before. And it almost just gives me a little emotional just thinking about, like, how I never tended to myself like that before. And how, like, I tended to myself how I want someone to tend to me. But I can't, I couldn't really, like, it's, how do you, how do we, you, we, the, the universal we, expect folks to tend to us if we don't even know how to tend to ourselves so there was such a, a awakening in me that I was just like this is how I want to be treated this is how I want to be touched this is how I want to be caressed this is how I want to be loved on this is how I want to be tended to I tended and loved on myself in that way so that I know how to communicate to someone else how I want them to love and tend to me it was just so fucking powerful I am what I would consider, I will just say this, I've gained 50 plus pounds since living, since moving to Chicago, Illinois. During this photo shoot, none of that mattered, none of it. Like, I didn't think about my rolls, I didn't think about my cellulite, I didn't think about my back fat, I didn't think about none, I didn't think about the dimples in my butt, I didn't think about any of it, like none of it mattered none of it mattered and when I look back at the proofs that he sent me you I can see the connection that I had to myself and the love and adoration that I had for myself in that moment that no one can take from me and I just it was short of life-changing then I changed I was so hot 
<laughs> it was so goddamn. Now, also, we're in an Airbnb on a busy street. The windows are wide the fuck open, <laughs> right? I didn't care about, like, anybody could have walked by and just see me, like, standing there dancing in my lingerie <laughs> with a photographer taking pictures of me and been looking like, what the hell? None of, I didn't think about any of that. It's, after the fact, I was like, damn, the, window, <laughs> the windows are wide open. But anyway, at the, the second, um, the second sh- uh, change, outfit change, it was a two-piece, like a bra and panty set and a white button-up. Like, I wanted to have this white button-up look. And when I tell you, I was like sweating. <laughs> I am such a sweater. I was sweating. And, and I, the photographer was like, are you sure you want the shirt? And I was like, yes. And he was like, okay. <laughs> right. He was like, okay, probably won't stay on very long, but okay. And I was like, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm defiant at this point. You're not the boss of me. I want the shirt. Needless to say, the shirt came off because I was so drenched in sweat, patting my face and like, and he was just like, stop, just just stop you know just kind of like let it go it's fine right like it's fine you're sweating like it's fine (laughs) just sweat right when I got out of my head and I just let the sweat go the one of the last poses he had me do was lay down on the ground and face up and within moments I just remember I started to sob I just started to cry and sob not because I was sad, but because I was so goddamn proud of myself and I was so happy and I was so grateful to myself for giving myself permission to just be and to love on myself and to be in this space and to surrender to the process and to get out of my head and to uh, dispel any myths I had about this strange man that's seen me in lingerie and doesn't know me and what am I what and all the que- like I was so proud of myself that I did that and I was proud and I was thankful to my body for responding and for carrying me for these last five years and for carrying me for 51 years And regardless of the weight or the size or anything that might exist physically, that in this moment, I loved every single solitary bit of my body. And I was so grateful to it um, for all that it has done, all that it has been to me, all that it's carried me through for the last 51 years. Like I was overwhelmed with gratitude in that photographer creating that space and allowing me to just be and experience that and to flush out all of the anything that didn't serve me, anything that all the stories I had in my head about how I should look, how I wanted to look. None of that mattered. I don't know how my makeup looked at the end after all the crying and sweating and shit that I did, but none of that mattered in that moment um it was just magical and I'm so grateful for that opportunity and I'm grateful for the photographer for creating the space for me for creating a safe space for me for allowing me to be and there was moments where he could see that I was kind of getting in my head especially around that goddamn white shirt (laughs) and he just kept telling me to breathe he was just like just breathe (laughs) 
when all else fails, come back to your breath, right? And that is true in in every sense of the word in my in my journey, in my healing journey. When I'm at work or I'm dealing with clients or I'm just having a moment, it's when I come back to my breath and come back to myself where I get centered and I get a grip on myself and I, you know, I don't go left because I can go from zero to 100 real quick. I didn't say I was healed. I said I'm healing. (laughs) I'm not all the way. I am. Please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. But anyway, that was such a magical life-changing, empowering experience. Should you have the opportunity to have something of the sort or have some experience um, where you're able to connect and just be, I encourage you to do so. Uh, There was so much learning and healing and growing in that two-hour photo shoot that I'm sure I will be talking about and reflecting on for some time. Um, It was absolutely magical moment and I'm so glad that I gifted myself that photo shoot and that I was able to experience that so shout out to um the photographer for um for that experience he's amazing he travels around the world to do his work so he can come to you um where you can go to meet him where he's at and have a similar life-changing experience so that was that Shout out to my my birthday present to myself and um, me growing up, goddammit, and finding myself and loving myself uh, in these last five years in Chicago. Lastly, before we go, I, I told you I was going to talk to you about my smile. So part of my journey, learning to love myself, I have had for all of my life, all that I can remember, what is considered a very gummy smile, meaning that my gum line Um, ratio to my teeth um, makes my teeth look really really super small and I've always 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 been very self-conscious about my smile always and uh, when I was in middle school I had braces I had like the railroad track braces and at that time I actually had a procedure where they cut my gums back because my gum line was literally sitting right on top of the braces the braces brackets there wasn't like enough room for the brackets essentially to be I didn't have enough teeth space for the brackets so they cut I had a procedure done where they cut some of the gum tissue back so I'd have room for my braces but they were still my teeth were still really really small and I had a gummy smile my son bless God bless him he had a very similar gummy smile as well although his teeth weren't small but he had a gummy smile um and I also had a gap Uh, So my braces, my first round of braces when I was in middle school, closed my gap. And then, of course, when you get your braces off, you get a retainer. (laughs) And so um, needless to say, I went through five retainers, throwing the retainers in the garbage. And then my parents were like, so what we're not going to do is buy you any more retainers. So thusly, I ended up, my gap ended up opening back up. And um, then I had this gummy smile and a gap. (laughs) And so... I mean, despite all the people that are always like, oh my God, you have such a beautiful, beautiful smile. For someone who smiles as much as I do, laughs as much as I do, I have always been very self-conscious about my smile. And sometimes people will joke about it or, you know, do little underhanded little comments and I would just kind of laugh it off and pretend like it was okay, but always feeling some type of way about it. Um, I, uh, 2020, was it? Yeah, I think it was 2020. 
I can't even remember all the years of running together. I got Invisalign to close my gap back up because, you know, and that was also something people were like, I love your gap, you know? And I'm like, it, it doesn't matter that everyone else loves my smile and loves my gap. If I don't love my smile and love my gap, like I want to, I want to love my smile and love my gap or love what I see. And I didn't. So I got Invisalign and it was supposed to be four months and it ended up being a year and a half. That's not, I don't need, I'm triggered. I don't want to talk about it, but but to close my gap, um, I ended up getting Invisalign. But all the while, even when I came out of Invisalign and I wasn't necessarily 100% um, satisfied with that Invisalign treatment, um, I still was like, still, I still don't have the smile that I want, right? I just, this, this gummy smile is something that, so I always thought that there was really nothing they could do about it. Over a series of sort of dental Um, procedures and dental recommendations and just talking to my dentist who referred me to another dentist who referred me to another dentist I learned about a procedure called crown lengthening and something that's way more invasive than just the gum um, surgery or the gum procedure that I had when I was in middle school this crown lengthening surgery procedure that I that I ended up getting I am so very, very pleased. There's still uh, another tweak uh, that she wants to do to the procedure. I just had another tweak last Monday. But essentially, it, it was like my gums were really thick. like my, And so they, they like bubbled. It was almost like there was this bubble. Trigger warning, like this is going to get a little graphic. But what they did was what, you know, I, in my consultation, she was able to see actually that I have plenty of teeth. There's like this, the technology showed my skull and showed like where my, how much teeth I actually have and where the, you know, the jaw and the bone, my actual bone. And so she could see like under my gum line, there's plenty of real estate. There's plenty of teeth real estate there. We just have to uncover it. And then that bulging was like my skull was just thick right there. So they actually shaved, I know it gets a little gross, but they shaved it down so that it doesn't stick out. Did this crown lengthening surgery so that now my teeth are what I would consider a normal sort of size for my mouth and for my face. And so when I smile now, it's, it's way more teeth and a lot less gums in my smile. And I'm so, I'm so grateful for technology to be able to discover. I don't know if this was even a thing back in when I was in middle school, if this was even possible, it was considered cosmetic. So my, my insurance didn't cover it, but um, I'm grateful to have, have had the resources to be able to uh, pay for the procedure um, and get the smile. I'm like 85% there. Um, there's a couple other little tweaks she's going to do to it to get it like how I actually want it. But just to be able to be in a space and a place where I can smile confidently, be happy with my smile and be happy with my smile and photos. You'll notice, you may have noticed, uh, those of you who follow me on social media, there was a while, there's lots of photos um, where I don't, I smile without my mouth open or without showing my teeth. I have like more of a resting bitch face sort of smile or sort of, you know, look that I would have versus smiling with my teeth because I was self-conscious about my, my smile. So that's the procedure that I got to quote unquote air quotes, fix my smile. And I say air quotes because 
at the beginning and the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with my smile. You know, I remember having this feeling of, and just consistently hearing people say, I love your gap. I love your smile. You have such a pretty smile. That's them. They don't have to, that, that it's not their teeth. It's not their smile. It's mine. And so I just wanted to have, I wanted to have that same experience. And when I looked at myself, I'd be like, I like your smile. I like your teeth. Um, so my gap is closed um, and my teeth are bigger and there's not, there's less gums right now. It's still healing. So if you see me in these, in these streets, don't ask to see it now because it still looks a little, there's still stitches in there. It is still kind of yucky to the look, but it's a definite, you can see such a drastic shift and change in my smile in my smile line and my gum line so that's that um that's what I did that's part of my sort of self-discovery self-love healing journey is doing you know the things that make me happy and bring me joy and that photo shoot was one I didn't know for I had no idea that 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 was the experience I was going to have I thought I was just going to be taking some some pretty pictures or some cute I had no idea that I was going to have the cleansing sort of connecting experience that I had during that photo shoot I had no idea and uh, my my smile um quote-unquote quote-unquote fixed my smile so I'm happy I'm happy with you know those two decisions and um, I'm happy with where I am right now I'm happy with sort of where I am mentally it took me a long time to get here lots and lots and lots and lots of goddamn therapy and I'm a work in progress I, I joked earlier and said I'm I'm healing I'm not healed and I don't think anyone is ever fully healed we are consistently and constantly growing evolving changing shifting as well we should because anything that's not growing is dying so I am hoping that I'm always in a space of growing and evolving and shifting and changing and learning and expanding into greater versions of myself. And I feel like at 51, I am at sort of my prime and peak of my life, right? Like this version of Kiana is pretty goddamn dope. Like if I do say so myself, and I say that most humbly, it is this is a pretty dope version of Kiana one that is grounded one that is assured one that is connected to God and connected to self in a way that I never have been before one that loves herself in a way that I've never loved myself before so don't come at me sideways with that old bullshit because I'm not going for it I'm not it's a whole no for me it's a no for me and it's sad to think about the bullshit that I tolerated for many years, having not loved myself and having not had this clarity that I have now about who I am and whose I am and what I have to offer and the gifts that I have to give and the value add that I am. A lot of y'all got away with some, y'all got away, y'all, y'all got away. So thank your lucky stars that you, (laughs) that you got away with a different version of Kiana. That version of Kiana no longer exists. This new evolved Kiana 2.0 or has surfaced and I'm liking what I see and I'm liking what I'm feeling and I'm liking how I'm showing up in the world and um I like it so on that on that I'm gonna let y'all go (laughs) I am going to let 
y'all go and if you haven't already make sure you follow us on chats with friends on instagram uh, this is where we can continue to keep the conversation going and chat with each other in between episodes um, i'll see you all in two and two give me a hug okay y'all i'll chat with you later love you bye